It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. President Biden's doing more bad things. It's getting personal between me and Mr. Biden. I'll admit it has nothing to do with political parties, nothing to do with ideology. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Okay, listen to this. So today at 2.30, there was an interview in New York City between President Biden and MSNBC person Nicole Wallace. Right? Why? Why? She could have flown to Washington easily and done that interview. By flying into New York City... The president negatively affects tens of millions of people. Tens of millions. Streets blocked off. Traffic backed up to Rhode Island. Okay? Chaos. New York taxpayers foot and bill. Police overtime. All kinds of other things have to be put in place to get the man from Kennedy Airport into Midtown Manhattan for this stupid interview that means nothing. All right, Nicole Wallace isn't going to interview Mr. Biden with any kind of content. That's like having your mom interview you. All right, he's not going to ask any tough questions. Oh, 
Uh, some people say you're too old, and Biden can say whatever he wants. Why? You're going to waste everybody's time, wasted in Washington. Now, the whole city, 16 million people in this area where I am, everybody's inconvenienced, and the cost is astronomical. So why is Biden doing it? Because he's got a fat cat event where he's going to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars, perhaps millions, for his reelection campaign. And that's why. And again, he can write the whole thing off. We pay for it because he's doing the White House business by talking to MSNBC. Again, that's like being interviewed by your mother. Total waste of time. And if you don't believe me, tune in next week. I'll do a montage cut of the interview. Okay, I'll prove it to you. So what this tells me, and I could be wrong, but that doesn't happen too often, um, is that Biden just doesn't care about anybody but Biden. Maybe he cares about Jill, his wife, maybe. But he doesn't care, generally speaking, about anybody. If I were president of the United States, I swear to you, and this was presented to me, I said, look, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to disrupt all of those people's lives for a selfish act, a con, so I can raise all this money and charge all the expenses to the taxpayer. That's what Biden's doing. I wouldn't do it. Okay? I just, I couldn't do it. Biden didn't care. Now, I'm not going to call him a sociopath. A sociopath is a person with no human feelings at all. And you, you know some of them. Right now, they, they're using a word narcissist. Very thin line. Um, a sociopath will kill you and not feel any remorse, sit down for supper. Biden's not a sociopath. He's just an unbelievably selfish human being. That's what he is. Now, you can say most politicians are like that, and I would not disagree. At this point in history, I would not disagree. The most unselfish president I've ever seen, I haven't seen literally, but you know I'm a historian, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, the guy was, what he went through, it was incredible. But most of them are selfish. All right? You know, you know what they are. So now it comes down to not only is Joe Biden unbelievably incompetent, and he is. There is nothing in this country that has improved under his watch. And if you can give me one thing, and don't give me unemployment is low. Unemployment was low when he came in. Okay. Don't give me infrastructure spending. Don't give me that. Just one thing in your life that's improved. Your life. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town so we know you're a real human being. Just give me one that's better after two and a half years for Biden being in the White House. That's all I want. And I'll read it on the air because I don't have any. Everything in my life is worse now all right, society, speaking about society, not personal, um, than it was when Biden came into office. Everything. I mean, the, the amount of money that I'm paying for stuff on Long Island is, is just staggering. Way beyond 6% inflation. Way beyond. 
You go into a restaurant, it's insane. Grocery store, gas station, clothing, whatever it may be, it's doubled what it was four years ago. And I'll give you the stats in a moment to prove it, not just me. So anyway, it's personal now between Joe Biden and myself. I think he's a bad guy. And I'm a simple man. I got good guys and guys encompass women too. It's just like a catch-all here. Good, eh, in the middle, and bad. Now, in my life, I got a lot more good than bad, okay? Biden, bad guy. That's a memo. All right, here are the polls. AP. Um, Democrat 43, Republican 36, not a fair poll. No surprise from the AP. It's a very left-leaning news service now. All right, here is the question. Overall, do you approve or disapprove of the way Joe Biden's handling his job? Approve 41, disapprove 58. Uh, overall, second question, you approve or disapprove of the way Biden's handling the economy? Okay, so only 34% approve, 64% disapprove. That's a big number. Okay, and it's the spending that individuals have to do. That's what's driving that. Final question, how would you describe the nation's economy? Good 30%, poor 69%. Neither good nor poor 1%. You always get those. Okay, so look, it's not hard. I, You know, this is a worldwide broadcast now. So you uh, guys, gals, watch this overseas, you can't participate because this, your country's different. But from Fairbanks, Alaska to Key West, Florida, people are watching the No Spin News. If in your area prices have not gone up, please tell me I want to report it. But I don't think I'm going to be finding that. Gallup survey, okay? We wouldn't tell us what the uh, party breakdown is, okay? 1,013 adults. First question, how would you rate economic conditions in a country today? All right, excellent, one. 1% excellent, one. Good 18. So for 19%, they, yeah, that's all right. Fair 37, poor 44, that's 81%. I don't know how the guy runs for re-election. I don't know. And, and you got 81% in the Gallup poll saying the economy is hurting us. And then his job approval is 41%. It doesn't stack. Oh, it doesn't stack. All right. Right now, uh, do you think economic conditions are getting better or worse? Getting better, 27. Getting worse, 66. Okay, now, look. I know Trump. I know the deficits of Trump. I know people would uh, rather vote for Jerry Mathers. That's leave it to Beaver, for those of you in the baby boom generation, than Trump. Okay? They they vote for anybody over Trump. I, I got it. But really, Joe Biden... Uh, joining us now from Charlotte, North Carolina, is Dr. Michael Brown, who has made a lot of uh, comments on this situation. He's a nationally syndicated radio guy, hosts a program called Line of Fire. He's written a book, Why So Many Christians Have Left the Faith. So, Doctor, first of all, on my Talking Points memo, you have any quibbles with it? 
Uh, no, I'm 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 absolutely with you. This is part of a larger radical left dominionist mentality. I said for almost 20 years now, those who came out of the closet want to put us in the closet, and the world of religion, the world of the church, is the remaining obstacle for that. What's happened here is I believe that the tide is turning, that because the goalposts keep moving, because it's never enough. It used to remember it was gay pride then it's LGBT pride, then LGBTQ plus pride. The goalposts keep moving. And a lot of Americans who said, oh, okay, you know, we don't agree with homosexual practice, but, you know, love is love and we want to be tolerant. They didn't sign up for boys sharing bathrooms with their daughters. They didn't sign up, uh, sign up for 13-year-olds having their breasts removed. They didn't sign up for the, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. You know, it, it would be like, white supremacists wearing blackface and they're the brothers in the hood, but they do a lot of good in the community. Like you said about the Nazis, Hey, Hamas does a lot of community good. What about white supremacists doing community good, wearing blackface and, and being honored as brothers in the hood or some anti-Semites who do community good. And they dress up as Hasidic rabbis. They're called the rabbis of the foreskin and, and a pro team's going to honor them. There'd be complete outrage. That's right. But I think and, that, and Hamas I think, is a very good example of this misguided nun. Hamas makes its living by helping the poor para Palestinians economically, and that's why they're supported. All right, so let's move it down. This could not happen without the active compliance of the American corporate media, correct? Oh, abs absolutely. There has been, if, first, if we know where much of the media stands, it's been pro-abortion, it's been pro-homosexual rights, etc. So it's been much farther to the left than the general population. But obviously things are reported a certain way. Bill, I actually saw an NBC headline, I, I, I did a screenshot of it, that talked about dozens of protesters outside of the event. There were clearly thousands, there were dozens in the stadium as things were being presented, but this has, there has to be complicity. But it's not, just, it's not just mainstream media, it's the education system, it's the business world, Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, which oversees billions and billions of investment dollars, says we must force behaviors. We will force behaviors. What's happened is, though, people are realizing that there's something to the saying about go woke or go broke. There, there's a shifting in the American attitude because people said we didn't sign up for this cultural madness. Yeah, I, be we didn't I believe sign you're right. I believe the backlash is coming, but it's much slower backlash. Um, because the press is so corrupt and rooting for the progressive left. And people go, well, why? Why are they doing it? Well, we're not psychiatrists here, all right? A lot of the people who are running uh, media organizations were radicals in the 60s, and maybe they kept their ideology. I don't know. What I do know is even an organization that used to represent traditional Americans, Fox News, now has a handbook basically that is woke from start to finish that they give to their employees and if the employees at fnc do not adhere to this far left playbook that they're not going to be working at fox news so it's almost a hundred percent now down the line that progressive change is good traditional conservative americans are bad that's where we are. Right. There, there is a larger war on God and on fundamental biblical morals. I wrote an article some time back about why conservative Christians can't look to Fox News when they bring on Caitlyn Jenner 
and, and you've got Caitlyn Jenner now, who's a spokesperson, saying it's wrong to have boys competing against girls in sports. Well, th that objection is a little weak coming from there. Let me add something else in, though. As a, a leader in the evangelical church, uh, it's the cowardice of the clergy that's Whoa. complicit here as well. It's people refusing to speak up because they'd rather save their interests and preserve their mailing lists and keep their income. So a lot of the problem falls on us. Francis Schaeffer said decades ago that every abortion clinic in America should have a sign open with permission of the local church. So if we had shined the light better, I've said for many years, I'm not so much concerned with the presence of darkness, but the absence of light. We, uh, I'm not looking to the secular media to do what the church should do, but why isn't the church doing it? That's my greatest concern. Well, the church isn't doing it because they're afraid and they're losing numbers so rapidly that it wouldn't matter if they did do it at this point. I disagree with you about Caitlyn Jenner, by the way. Um, she has a right as an American citizen to pursue happiness any way she wants. And from what I've heard from her, she doesn't go for this um, trans men competing with women, the multiple bathroom situation. She's against that and has enough guts to go against her own um, situation, if you would, uh, and speak out against it. So we disagree there. And the second thing is, that one of the reasons the progressives have made so many inroads is because sometimes the right, the, the traditional uh, crew in America, are so over the top. You can't be screaming you're going to hell if somebody's gay. You just can't be doing that. And that happens, doctor. Yeah. So what happens is you have a Westboro Baptist church, a handful of people shouting, God hates and that becomes now the poster. This is what the media is going to report. Yeah, the, the radical it. group. Right. Yeah, right. the radical sign. I, I can absolutely say, according to scripture, if we live a certain way and refuse to repent of sin, and there's a host of sins that, that we will be excluded from heaven. You know, the, the, the Bible does set standards, and Jesus says to follow the narrow way. But absolutely, the media is going to take the one person with the angry sign it's going to ignore the millions of people that love their neighbor and just say, I don't agree with homosexual practice. No, that, I don't agree with do. adultery. That's why, they, that's why the Associated Press picked this radical nun to feature in, in this uh, article. Um, that's exactly what they did. She's one of about, you know, six who are that loopy who can say, yeah, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence go right into the San Francisco Cathedral take the Eucharist and then go out and defile it. That's okay if you give some money to a uh, gay cause. That's insane, okay? That nun is insane. But they got her and she's front and center in the Associated Press, which goes, as I said, to every small newspaper around. Last word, doctor, is there hope that the traditional conservative movement can blunt this progressive stuff? Absolutely, because things have gone too far. So you have baseball pitchers like Doug Kershaw, who didn't speak up with gay pride before, but this went too far. And a recent Gallup poll uh, indicates dramatic shifts from 2021 to 2023, even as much as 30% among American population becoming social conservatives. So it could well be that the success of the gay revolution and the success of the radical left will prove to be its very failure. All right, doctor, we appreciate it very much. Once again, Line of Fire radio program, Dr. Michael Brown.
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here. Inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Supreme Court. Now, I know most of you uh, glaze over. Uh, I'm going to keep it brief. States run the elections. That's in the Constitution. But there's a lot of corruption now, as everybody knows, in the national election process. Okay? My district, the third in New York, is Republican right now. That idiot Santos is my congressman. Okay? Before he got elected, the Democrats in Albany, the state tried to change my district by putting parts of the Bronx in it, knowing that would change the district from Republican to Democrat. That's called gerrymandering. Okay? And it goes on in both Republican and Democrat states that state legislatures put the thumb on the electoral scale trying to make all the districts vote the way they want them to vote. Supreme Court says no. Okay, six to three. It ruled that the federal courts have the final say, not the state legislatures. That is a good ruling. Because if you allow the state legislatures to have a final say, Republicans would never get elected ever in California, Illinois, New York, Massachusetts, wherever. And Democrats would never get elected in Alabama, Louisiana, Oklahoma, on and on. You see? Because the fix would always be in. The three justices that voted against this were all conservatives. Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Samuel Alito. And their rationale is, well, the Constitution says this, so we got to do it. We don't, we have to overlook all the corruption. No. No. Has to be oversight over the states. Because it's cheating. 
there's cheating in the election. And I go back to Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg. Where did all that money go? $350 million, whatever he pumped in there? Where'd it go? Shouldn't there be an investigation into that on a federal level? Of course there should. Okay, Supreme Court, again. So I told you that I would move out of New York State if Albany passed a wealth tax. Okay? And that stands. I'm gone. If Congress passes a wealth tax signed by any president, I'm in Ireland. That's where I decide I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Ireland, then I'll visit the Bahamas. I'm done with the USA if socialism takes over. Sorry, I'm the biggest patriot around. I'm not doing it. I work too hard for my stuff. A wealth tax is the government has a right to come in and assess you, make you pay for stuff you haven't sold or you haven't derived any benefit from financially. So if you have a valuable painting, or uh, if you have a car that's expensive, or a house, you're already paying property taxes, the government can put two, 3% on it every year and you'd have to pay. That's a wealth tax of socialism, hardcore socialism. That happens, see you. And by the way, Ireland is the third strongest country in economic freedom. Did you know that? Third strongest. Okay. So the Supreme Court yesterday says, we're going to hear the wealth tax because there's a lawsuit. It's a complicated lawsuit coming out of Washington State. We're going to hear it. And I can guarantee you, Supreme Court is going to say, no wealth tax in the USA. It's unconstitutional. I can guarantee that. Now, just to back all this up, all right? Here's what I said almost three years ago. Roll it. If Biden's elected, Biden will be in there. He'll be waving to you, smiling with the cap teeth like this. But he's going to sign anything that the Senate and House send him. You want to confiscate private property by a wealth cast? Joe's going to sign it. Okay? You want to ban guns? Joe will sign it. And then they'll let the Supreme Court sorted out. But now the Supreme Court has preempted that by hearing this case. That is a huge story, by the way, a huge defeat for the progressive socialist movement. Did you hear about it? Did you know about it? If you did, bill at BillOReilly.com, bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town if you wish to opine. If you heard that story anywhere else, let me know who's doing it because I want to give them some props. Heat wave. So I lived in Dallas for two years, hottest place. And I lived in Miami for two years, Dallas hotter than Miami, okay? Arizona, I never lived there, um, but every day it's 105. No humidity in uh, Arizona as there is in Texas and Florida. So now 55 million people in this country are under a heat advisory, Austin, Texas, Heat index, that's heat, humidity combined, found to 118 degrees, a record. Um, So you can die in this. You can die. Um, When I was in Dallas, I didn't have a garage for my car. I lived in North Dallas. So the car was out in the sun. 
it took me 15 minutes to open all the windows and the doors where I couldn't even put my hand on the steering wheel of the car. Could not get in that car. You know, I jacked the air up and everything like that. But I, and then the complex, apartment complex, I was, had a pool. But it, the pool was 110. So you couldn't, like, cool off. No ocean or gulf near Dallas. There's a lake, Ray Hubbard, but you don't want to go in that lake. So I'm sitting there from Long Island, best beach place. <laughs> go looking around going, I don't know. I don't know if the barbecue is worth. So you guys down there in the south, I, I, pit, I feel sorry for you. If you live in uh, uh, Texas and you have to go to the airport, I have double sorry for you. Uh, all right, Supreme Court today says that Harvard and the University of North Carolina cannot use race in determining who attends. So the lawsuit was brought because Harvard is trying to de-emphasize Asian Americans because they're smart. All right. So uh, let me give you the full screen on Harvard admission by race. White 44, African-American 15. That pretty much reflects what the population African-American is. Asian-American 28% way above. Okay. Hispanic Latino 13%. So Harvard uh, is basically what they're doing, but they can't do it anymore, is making it much tougher for Asian-Americans to get in. So the Supreme Court ruled six to three, all right, that the student must be treated based on his or her experiences as an individual, not on the basis of race. Fair ruling. Because once you start down that skin color preference road, then you don't have civil rights anymore. Enter Joe Biden. Hey, Joe, we were just talking about you, man. He loves all the race, skin color stuff, loves it because minorities tend to vote for him. Here's how he reacted to the Supreme Court ruling. Go. Today, the court once again walked away from decades of precedent and make, as the dissent has made clear, the dissent states in today's decision, quote, rolls back decades of precedent and momentous progress. End of quote. I agree with that statement from the dissents from the dissent. The court has effectively ended affirmative action in college admissions. And I strongly, strongly disagree with the court's decision. Of course you do. Of course you do. So according to Biden and the Democrats and three Supreme Court justices, you know, Sotomayor, Kagan and Brown. Yeah, the minority skin color. Yeah, let them in. But the other people, no. And it's happening, believe me, I've seen it. Still going to happen, too. They'll cheat. But I'm glad of the ruling. Kate's Law Update, just briefly, July 1st, 2015, 32-year-old Kate Seinle walking with her father in San Francisco, shot to death by an illegal immigrant who had defied uh, deportation six times. So O'Reilly on the O'Reilly factor says we need a new federal law that says you are convicted of a crime and deported and come back here. You get 10 years minimum in a federal penitentiary 
even if you don't commit another crime. Just the fact that we find you here and you have a crime on your sheet and you were deported, you come back 10 years. Kate's Law became very close to passing okay, in 2015. Mitch McConnell killed it. All right, He didn't like it because that punk O'Reilly shouldn't be legislating. That, that's basically why he did it. Now, Ted Cruz, to his credit, Senator Cruz from Texas, resurrected the bill, okay, H.R. 4238. Doesn't have a 10-year mandatory, but he has prison time in it. All right, now, I, a few weeks ago, ran into Senator Cruz in D.C., okay, and I talked to him about this. And he's a man of a word. He uh, is co-sponsoring the bill with Senator Tom Cotton and Senator Chuck Grassley, and it's also on the House Judiciary Committee. So this will come up for a vote. It'll pass the House, and it'll put Democrats in the Senate, most of whom will vote against it. And that will tell you everything you know, need to know about Democrats in the Senate, won't it? They don't want to punish criminals who are deported and come back? No. Poor Kate Steinle, 32 years old. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. I'm trying to get Cruz, uh, Senator Cruz on next week. Um, he knows we'd like him to have him on. We'll see. Gallup poll. A lot of polling today, but 4th of July coming up. This is Jermaine, as they say. Uh, Gallup doesn't want to give us their uh, Democrat, Republican. Uh, they don't want to give it. 
So 1,013 adults, here is the question. How proud are you to be an American? Extremely, very, moderately, only a little, not at all. Extremely proud to be an American, 39%. Very proud, 28%, moderately, 22%. That's 89% of Americans are okay. Only a little, not at all, 11%. However, the extremely proud number, 39%, is the lowest ever in that poll for Gallup. The highest was 2004, okay, 19 years ago. 70% were extremely proud to be an American. So what happened in those 19 years? Lots. But the reason that the 70% uh, said they were extremely proud in 04 was because of 9-11. And because the USA was kicking tush uh, after 9-11, we removed the Taliban, we removed Saddam Hussein, we were after Al-Qaeda, we were taking vengeance. And Americans wanted that. So that's why. Why has it fallen to 39% a record low? Because of the government, the present government. And Trump is involved with that too. No doubt that he's involved with that too. So that Americans don't like their government. And they're not proud, extremely proud anymore. I don't do it that way because I'm a historian and I know how much good America's done in this world, how many billions of people are free because of us. And I understand what the blood and treasure uh, ratio was to free all those people and to destroy Hitler and Tojo and uh, keep the mullahs at bay and China at bay. I understand. I know that we are a noble nation. I know it. I don't just believe it. Reuters, all living presidents except Donald Trump are descended from slaveholders. It's true. It's true. Okay. In addition, um, two Supreme Court justices, 11 governors, and 100 members of Congress are direct descendants of slaveholders. It's true. I had a slaveholder in my family. He had one slave in upstate New York. Okay. Many Americans have ancestors, descendants that held slaves. Way back, of course, but more had ancestors that died freeing the slaves. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. There you go. Morning consult poll. I'm not big on the polls, but, uh, you know, they come by. I'll give them to you. 
Uh, Trump DeSantis, Trump 57 percent, DeSantis 19. That's a Republican poll. And um, Trump versus Biden, Trump 44, Biden 41. That is morning consult. Rasmussen poll, 31 percent of Americans say that Robert Kennedy Jr. is likely to be the Democratic nominee over Joe Biden. Smart life. I love this rate. You ready for this? Pickleball. So pickleball is kind of tennis for lazy people. So it's a, it's a truncated tennis court, and you just bar, uh, bat the ball back and forth. It's the fastest-growing sport in America. Nine million people played pickleball in 2022. <laughs> All right? It grew 160% in a year. So elderly people, retired people, you know, they're out there pickleballing. But the downside is that about $300 million will be spent, according to UBS, the financial firm, $300 million in pickleball injuries. (laughs) So, see, I'm a miniature golf guy myself. It's really hard <laughs> to get, unless you walk into the windmill. So pickleball, the problem is you're going to get hit in the nose. You play pickleball, you're going to hit in the nose. All right? Because you're right on top of one another. So I'm bang. Somebody's going to bang that ball <laughs> into your nose. Or you're out of shape. And I'm not casting aspersions on pickleball players. But you're out of shape. And you go out there and you pull a muscle. Or you fall down. You hurt your knee. You know, it's okay. So, three hundred million in injury costs for pickleball. Am I going to play pickleball? No. I'm a decent tennis player, but I don't really like it. I got a good serve because I'm so long, but I'm not quick enough or nimble enough to really be good at it. Um, so, I used to, but I don't anymore. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. I worked very hard on killing the witches which comes out on September 26th. Subtitle is The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. Difficult book to write. Um, so we took the bigger view on it. Yes, we run down the 20 witches that were executed by the insane uh, government of Salem. And it's brutal. It's horrible. Kids turn against their parents. It's awful. But there was a much wider problem, okay, that came out of that, and it has to do with the Constitution and how we live today. So we get into that. Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Patrick Henry, all those people. Okay. But before we get to Salem, I put you on the Mayflower, okay, for the ride over, which was harrowing. (laughs) Now, unbelievable records exist of both the Mayflower voyage and the witch hunt and executions in Salem. Those records still exist because everything was written down. It's not taught in schools. So Cindy Adams, who is a fan of mine and has read all the killing books, says a piece today, a very nice piece uh, in the New York Post. And, uh, you know, she liked the book and was asking me about the difference between witches and ghosts and all of that stuff. And I, I was explaining it. Because the last part of the book is modern times of killing the witches. And what witch 
witchcraft is in the minds of the Puritan religious fanatics who drove all this is that a person, doesn't have to be a woman, by the way, there were men, men executed as witches, enters into an agreement with the devil, the devil's bargain. They have an agreement. They sign the devil's book. I know, but where do you see it? So it's not that you are uh, a ghost who could, you could be friendly, look at Casper. It's not that. A witch is in concert with Satan, who the Puritans, the Catholics, most Protestant sects, Islam. I'm not sure about Judaism, but they believe, all those religions, that Satan is a presence in this world. So the witches are helping him. That's the basis of it. But I wanted to get into modern times because devil possession went wild after the exorcist book and movie. And not many people know how that came about. It's almost as harrowing as the Salem witch trials. So the third part of killing the witches is about the exorcist. It's based on a real occurrence, a 13-year-old boy in Maryland. The writer, William Peter Blatty, okay, changed the boy to a girl in the book and the movie. But the real case, and again, records of everything that took place are there. Because the Jesuits were in charge of the exorcism on this boy, and the hospitals where this boy visited, they kept the records too. So we have it all. And you will not believe it. I'm not going to tell you what happened here, but, but the filming of that movie in 1972, William Friedkin, the director, he did The French Connection, won the best picture. He signed on to do The Exorcist. He didn't have any faith in anything. I don't know if he's an atheist, but he wasn't a believer. And most of the cast didn't believe anything. Where do you see what happened while they were filming that movie? Now, some people say, oh, it was Hollywood hype. They put all this stuff out. Eight people died during the filming of the, of the movie. You can't hype that. They're dead, including two actors. It's just, so when I'm writing and research, we're researching this book, we're going, nobody's going to believe this. So I had to back it up 50 different ways. And I did. We did. Martin Dugard and I. So again, Killing the Witches. Thank you, Cindy Adams. Nice piece in the New York Post today. Out September 26th. You can order in advance. BillOReilly.com. You'll get it first. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all of that. But you don't want to read this book. I hope. And the devil's not going to make you do it. Thanks for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.